Welcome to Summoner's Rift. Welcome to We Are the Champions, formerly a podcast about understanding League of Legends, one randomly rolled character at a time. But this is season two, and we've we understand what League of Legends is at this point. Now we have established a baseline understanding. We we won't dig a little further into League of Legends, which is why We Are the Champions is now an investigative criticism podcast about League of Legends. I'm Nora. I'm joined, as always, by Olivia. Sometimes you start doing these intros, and I feel like I'm I'm a hostage. I'm just I'm like <laughs> watching. I'm like listening to you talk, and I'm like, uh, where's this one going? <laughs> we have a guest. Hi, hello. I'm Tilly. Hi, Tilly. Um, yeah. You, we're doing first episode, season two. We decided to have you on. Um, how honored do you feel? <laughs> uh, I feel very honored. Um, okay. okay. I do think that the primary reason that I'm on the first episode of season two was that you liked my idea for duo lane. Um, um remember, was- like, we were. Ch- I proposed the idea of talking about Lancer, and you seemed enthused. It was fun, <laughs> although that was after, I believe that was after Nora just texted me and said, oh yeah, Tilly's going to be on the podcast. I, I did just invite you on uh, and said, hey, do you want to be on next week? Oh, and right, then, that's right. And then we decided that last week was the finale recount. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I thought it was going to be uh, last week. I thought it was going to be last week's recording. And then like a day before, Nora was like, oh, we're not doing that. Until the week after. I was like, I oh. Mean, well, I didn't know that you had misinterpreted what I said until I, after I clarified. <laughs> until I was like, all right, so when Tilly's on, maybe we should do this. And you were like, what? Uh, but it all worked <laughs> out. The podcast is great. Everyone loves it. Um, we have so many adoring fans. Um, That's true. That is a fact. People are constantly throwing rocks at my window. Um why? Because uh, they love me. Yeah, they're trying to get oh. her attention, you know? Yeah, they're trying to get my Should attention. Should I throw rocks at you then? Um... <laughs> no, the idea... Um, Nora, I... have you ever lived above, like, the second floor? We're on the fifth floor right now. Okay, so if I was on the street and I wanted to get your attention and I didn't have a cell phone or anything, I might have to throw a rock at your window. That doesn't mean I would throw a rock at you. Those are different. <laughs> Uh, but also I did, uh, meet one of my longest, like one of my longest friends, um, because we were both in a Final Fantasy 14 party together and the tank went AFK and I said, uh, all right, so what are we going to do now? And she like made her character do like the throwing emote at me and then typed in the chat, I'm throwing rocks at you. <laughs> 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 was, of course you became friends with that person. Hmm? 
I just said, of course you became friends with that person. <laughs> well, we were we were in the same guild. So I was like, okay, so baseline, I know you're not that weird, you know? Because <laughs> if you were a real asshole, you couldn't get in this guild, so... I mean, yeah, look, I'm not saying that's not a very charming online interaction or that it wouldn't make me We're also Lollafels, so we're the two, like, baby, the baby kind of models <laughs> as this is all happening. It's mostly that cute. what this makes me think of is, like, you know, if I annoy Hannah or she annoys me, very often one of us will say to the other, like, killing you. Um... <laughs> But I say that to her, and she says that to me because we're married, and we've been together for a long time, and it's kind of a big thing to say to, I mean, okay, throwing rocks is not as intense as killing someone, but it's still a lot to be like, yeah, I'm doing violence to your person, as a fantasy, to someone who you've, like, never talked to before. (laughs) Somebody who's in the same, like, Garda EX party. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I was like... Sure, whatever. Yeah, it worked out, I think clearly. I started throwing rocks back. In the I mean, fiction. yeah, you would have to. Um, and then I believe the tank came back to find, like, the two Lollafels, like, pretend throwing rocks at each other and said something about feeling like a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Final Fantasy. Uh, Tilly, this is what we usually do for every guest. What is your relationship to League of Legends? Yeah, so I physically can't play video games, mm-hmm. um, but which is a little bit of an exaggeration. Um, but like, I pretty much have like an anxiety response to most video games that's so intense that I can't play them. Uh, and mm-hmm. so that includes League of Legends and Legends of Runeterra, um, but also like every other like card collecting game or like. MOBA? Those are the kinds of games that those are, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I, I've I've never played anything else of the sort. Um, mm-hmm. I do have, at this point, like a decent familiarity with the world of Runeterra, I guess, because I've been listening to this whole podcast. Um, and also, even before that, I had a fair amount of like just social contact with people who play in League. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a period earlier this year uh, where my wife Hannah was playing quite a bit of Runeterra, uh, with some with you two. Um, and so I would like hear about, she established a thing, uh, called the Runeterra Minute, which would be like, whenever something really cool happened in a game of Runeterra, she would be like, all right, Tilly, I want to do a Runeterra Minute. And I would be like, all right, uh, yeah, sure. I'm not busy right now. Um, and she would just tell me about it, about like the, about what happened in the game, pretty much, you know, about the mechanics. Um, and because I don't play any games like this, um, I think it's kind of a fun exercise for her to have to, like, explain what happened in this game to someone who basically doesn't really get how these games work. Um, and it is always kind of a fun exercise for me to be like, all right, can I comprehend what is cool about, like, why... Because I may not play these kinds of games, but I can understand, like, the narrative of a conflict and how, like, it's fun if, like... Hannah was able to come up with a clever idea that, like, turned things around when it looked like she was losing. So, uh, that's basically my familiarity with, uh, with those games and with, um, this, like, setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I also enjoy that experience of, like, listening to, like, something that you don't have any context in, like, because it is fun to try to, like, 
try to like wrap your head around that um and for other people if you want to hear me do exactly that you can listen to duo lane this week (laughs) (laughs) uh um also tell your wife sounds hot yeah no she does yeah everyone's always saying this about her uh Mm -hmm. especially sometimes at her request (laughs) yes um yeah um well, I'm glad that you had some like previous contact with other people who played League because I feel bad every time someone comes on the podcast and says, yeah, I don't know anything about League, but your podcast and I feel like I've just ruined their life a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I, it's, yeah, like, it's been true of me since, like, aged about, like, 14 that I don't play video games, but a lot of my friends do, and so I become culturally familiar with a lot of video game characters and like Mm -hmm. just the social dynamics around different games um so like even before like yeah well before this podcast like just in college i knew a ton of people who played league um Mm. including one of them was hannah um but like a bunch of other people too um it always kind of seemed like like it always seemed sort of fun and goofy you know like Hannah was running around playing this, like, giant uh, crocodile guy. And I'm just like, yeah, all right, this is a world where, like, a a girl who's, like, a, a floating DJ and a huge crocodile man and a bunch of, like, fantasy characters are all just going to be in the same space. Like, okay, that's kind of fun. You know? Like, that. I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, clearly League is like awful in all the ways you have talked about but i have enjoyed my experience of it like secondhand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think one of my big takeaways from like exploring league in general was they definitely had a point where they took some a very silly concept and decided to be serious about it and only made the whole thing worse like yeah not that like super jokey league of legends where misfortune was breasting boobily everywhere was like great (laughs) but when they you definitely have reached a new and different kind of bad when you take that character and then rewrite it so she's like constantly killing men who are like harassing her um yeah that doesn't make it a good and respectable story that in fact makes it kind of worse i think Um, you can really trace like a certain sense of, like, what gamers think video games should be Mm -hmm. in that shift. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, Like, through League of Legends. Like, they made that shift because the culture was shifting. Exactly, exactly. Because, like, I feel like the the, the very jokey kind of premise that League once had, and that, like, yeah, I kind of feel like that was the League culture that I perceived during college, from people playing it at the time. And, like, as you were saying, a lot about that sucks ass. Um, but I also kind of feel like that's a, a a culture that doesn't exist anymore in the same kind of way. Like, yeah. Um, so today I booted up my old laptops, one of which I'd had from, like, 2010 to 2015 and one from 2015 to 2019. Nice. Um, and on the older one... Especially around 2011 to 2012, which is when I got into it, um, there, I had a lot of League of Legends memes. And I've mentioned before that I found a lot of League of Legends memes on this external hard drive that I finally was able to access. Mm-hmm. But I found, like, a lot of very specific type of shit posty, like, 
memes about League of Legends. All of them were made in MS Paint. Uh, it was just a very different like approach to the and what the jokes were about. Yeah, was also different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it was that, like I think that like the internet humor of like 2011 is something that I care about a lot, even though I don't care at all about like video games, which are a lot of what produced mm-hmm. that humor. Um, and a lot of that is because I still deep down in my heart am a homestuck. Um, mm-hmm. And if you didn't have the kind of gaming culture that it seems like League of Legends was in 2011, you also couldn't have had the kind of humor that homestuck was. So I don't know. That's like when I think back to like what was like weird online humor in 2011 for me, that's what like comes up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Homestuck, much like Fate's Day Night, is something that I only know a little bit about. And really what I know about it is the characters that people stand. Yeah. Riska did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Okay. Riska and Lance are hanging out. <sighs> Riska's part-time job. <laughs> you all are killing me right now. Not because I hate Riska. Riska is valid. It's just I shouldn't have mentioned Homestuck. I was uh, setting myself up for all this. <laughs> she did nothing wrong. That's so do you want to talk about a League of Legends character instead of Homestuck? Yeah, yeah. Riska. Let's let's do it. Riska. <laughs> Riska minute. Okay, I will look if I'm gonna type Riska into the League of Legends wiki, and if I find anything, we'll do the episode on that. Oh, hell yeah. How's that sound? Come on, God. Come on, God. <laughs> okay. League of Legends wiki. Riska. No results found. We gotta do a League of Legends. Damn. Well, that is what I came here to do. <sighs> Fine, I'll roll a random number. Alright. But I'll never roll... I've got the sheet ready. I'll never roll back my dreams. Uh, Noted. That is a... That is number 151. Who is that? Mew! <laughs> Actually, it's Victor. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Mew? <laughs> <laughs> My brain was just not there. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about Victor. Oh All God. right. Okay. Um, like, he's like a... What do I remember about Victor? Like, mad scientist robots guy, right? What? Yeah. Really? I got yeah. so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's my shit, right? Yeah. People are, people are going to start... People are going to start accusing me of pretending to roll random numbers. I swear to God... I had, I also Here. am not faking that I literally just didn't know who Victor was even slightly. <laughs> oh, I posted an image in the chat. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone is standing Victor, except maybe you I, after this episode. <laughs> I really liked playing Victor back in the day. Don't know if he's changed. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's find out. He's got a third hand. Listen close to everybody's heart and hear that breaking sound. Hopes and dreams are shattering apart and crashing to the ground. I cannot believe my eyes, how the world's filled with filth and lies. But it's plain to see evil inside of me on the run. And we're back. And we're back. Um, As the legends foretold. <laughs> okay, this feels like the wrong champion for that. 
<laughs> I'm really excited because uh, we got a champion that I think is very cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let me this with a blurb. His, let me read his blurb. So this is Victor the Machine Herald. The herald of a new age of technology, Victor has devoted his life to the advancement of humankind, an idealist who seeks to lift the people of Zaun to a new level of understanding. He believes that only by embracing a glorious evolution of technology can humanity's full potential be realized. With a body augmented by steel and science, Victor is zealous in the pursuit of his bright future. Um... He's a he's like a mad scientist. What did I describe him as? Did I call him like a mad scientist machine dude? Yeah, no, he's definitely a mad scientist. He's a really obvious uh, Doctor Doom takeoff in mm-hmm. both, like to some extent, just like in design, and also in like some backstory bits. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, check out my uh, my Superman riff character. His name is Clark. <laughs> yeah, also the name. Yeah, oh. <laughs> they changed one letter. <laughs> it's with a K. Um. Yeah, so is mine. Clark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's also like, um, uh, uh, like, you know, um, just very straightforward, like, uh, machines are good, so we need to put everyone in machine bodies and, like, have machine enhancements. Um, which is like, Here's the thing about that. That's fucking sick. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's like it's like a boring ideology, right? Like it's kind of stupid. Um, but everyone in league has a stupid ideology, and as far as those go, that's like the one that's actually cool. Yeah, like shit. I'll get a robot body right now. Yeah, Victor. and like also for what it's worth, like okay, we'll get into this, but like. They clearly kind of want to do a thing of like, oh, he wants to give everyone enhanced robot bodies, but is that really what everyone else wants? But he's actually like very uh, kind and cautious about consent in the interactions we actually see him have. Like, it's very funny. So they want to they want to make you think that this guy is trying to force everyone into robot bodies, but then when they actually show you him having the opportunity to enhance someone, he's literally like. Well, would you like this adaptive technology? I'm putting it on the table for you. I'm not saying you have to take it. And it's like, I wish all doctors were like this. What are you talking about? And and he's also like, the the kid is like, is this permanent? And he's like, it can be if you want it to, but I, you know, not by default. You can literally just try this out and see how it feels, and then go back to like your full, like you know. It's like a fear, it's like a fear, like, reducer so that he can, like, fight his bullies. But Victor's yeah. just like, yeah, if you right. want to just take this, beat up your bullies, and then, like, go back to your normal life, like, go with God. He's, he also is like, hey, you ever think about how uh, there's more of us than there are chem barons <laughs> rulings on? Yeah, he oh, pretty yeah. much just gives, like, a little speech about, like, uh, class struggle. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, Tilly, you had requested that I tell, that I remind you about Zahn. Um, Right. uh, Allow me to read the Zahn blurb. Um, Zahn is a large undercity district lying in the deep canyons and valleys threading Piltover. 
What light reaches below there is filtered through fumes leaking from the tangles of corroded pipework and reflected from the stained glass of its industrial architecture. Zon and Piltover were once united, but are now separate, yet symbiotic societies. Though it exists in perpetual smog twilight, Zon thrives, its people vibrant and its culture rich. Uh, Piltover's wealth has allowed Zaun to develop in tandem, a dark mirror of the city above. Many of the goods coming to Piltover find their way into Zaun's black markets, and Hextech inventors who find the restrictions placed upon them in the city above too restrictive, often find their dangerous researches welcomed in Zaun. Unfettered development of volatile technologies and reckless industry has rendered whole swaths of Zon polluted and dangerous. Streams of toxic runoff stagnate in the city's lower reaches, but even here, people find a way to exist and prosper. It is just the poor parts of Piltover. Yeah, so so as you were saying that, and like earlier in this discussion, something hit me that like just really kind of blew me away, which is like, I, I kind of want to talk about like his, his backstory, because he's, mm-hmm. he is from Zon. But he mm-hmm. went to college in Piltover, but like he's literally a a you know Zonite immigrant to Piltover who is like upwardly socially mobile, um, exactly mm-hmm. like fucking Seraphine, except that he's a little older than her, so it's already backfired on him. He has already had like the experience of the institutions of privilege, like telling him, oh, no, we don't actually want you here. We were willing to use you for a little while, but we don't actually want people who were born where you were born and who act the way you act, like, to be in charge of shit. And, like, that's Mm -hmm. obviously gonna happen to her. I mean, not, obviously, because nothing actually changes in League of Legends, and also they wouldn't be honest about it, but, like, Mm -hmm. she is, you know, like, a young immigrant... Uh, performer who is being obviously managed by like Piltover management, right? Like, um, sooner or later, she's gonna have some situation where, just like Victor, something about like working for power is gonna fucking ruin her life. Um, and I hope she becomes a supervillain too. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah, the siren. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like the main the main reason you know that Victor has not gotten any love from the League lore team is that if he had, they wouldn't have written Seraphine like that because it's just <laughs> yeah. like, man, you did this story already, and you did it like with even like half an awareness of like how different like <laughs> power relations work because yeah, like Victor went to okay so. Real quick, I just want to bracket out. Uh, we got we got another autism coding here. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's just a he's just a boy who loves machines very much, and he's super smart, but he just doesn't get human emotion, except for the part where he does clearly understand a lot of human emotions. But that's also how autism is. Uh-huh, um, yeah, I. Uh, he just he he loves his machines, but he's so he's so closed off. He doesn't understand emotion. Um, I just want to bracket that out because it's there. It sucks, but like. Yeah. I'm tired. Me, I just to, did the whole Seraphine episode about this. I think the, the, the coding is a little bit less, like, I don't know. It's a little bit less intense and, like, teeth grating for me with this than it is with Seraphine because there isn't stuff like, um, like, like sensory meltdown, you know? Um, mm-hmm. There's not as much stuff where it's like, oh, you weren't just going for a sort of vague, like, uh, you know, kind of cultural trickle down, like, neuroatypical mishmash like this is actually a very specific autism caricature you know um 
Whereas, like, I mean, I think that, like, they are doing, like, an autism thing. But you could also, if you wanted to say, like, oh, this is a... You can come up with, like, other diagnoses that it, you could say it feels like it's doing a bad job of here. Whereas with Seraphine, well, it felt I think really specific it's, to me. Yeah, I think it's really just, like, it is an... I don't know how the, like, Seraphine autism stuff made it in here, but the Victor stuff I can pretty clearly see. Like, yeah, you guys are doing a mad scientist thing, and mad scientist tropes are full of that. So I see how this gets here. Um, But it's much more specific and, like, homegrown in Seraphine. Like, you made it that way. Yeah. And it's also, like, I mean, part of why I find, like, the, I guess what you could call, like, sort of neuroatypicality in this character appealing in a way where I find it like very unappealing and like upsetting in the way they're using it with Seraphine. Um mm-hmm. is that like all this character does, like all he is about is developing technology to allow himself to have the like internal mental experience that he wants to have, right? Which, mm-hmm. in the way the narrative presents it, it's, like, super fear-mongery and, like, oh, he stripped out his humanity. He's, like, taking away his ability to feel emotions or whatever. And I'm, like, eh, he might just be, like, developing the fantasy equivalent of SSRIs. Like, he seems like he has a very clear idea of what he wants his own brain to function like. And he's using magic technology to, like, do that. And it's, like, when when... Seraphine has magic technology that helps her with her disability and, like, her experience. It's bad, and she's got to overcome it. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas when Victor does it, I mean, it's obviously evil, but uh, I already didn't care about what Leek thought was evil, right? And so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool that he gets to yeah, he's have chilling, that. Like... Yeah, he, he, he just, like, has achieved his own ideal body and, like, mind, body-mind experience, and that's beautiful. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, are does Victor also use genocide crystals? No, I think J- he does. Jace uses the genocide crystals. Victor tried to use the genocide crystals to save people's lives, and then Jace like busted in and stole the genocide crystal from him. <laughs> but like killing people. So, so generally, all of his other shit is just normal, like robots. I think so. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think it is. I think it's hextech. And I'm, well, hold on, well, now I'm... So, it sounds like what we were maybe trying to talk about is, like, is there, like, a moral cost to the technology that he uses? Because there mm-hmm. is a place where, there there are a number of places in the, like, character story summary thing, um, where, like, I think the idea of, like, oh, yeah, does this technology have a moral cost comes up. Probably the place where it, like, is most um, pointed is this thing about... Um, like, uh, quote-unquote, mind-control helmets. Uh-huh. Why do you say quote-unquote? <laughs> well, let me explain! Okay, I want to just read the paragraph, if that's okay. All right, sure. This came to a head during a reluctant collaboration, or th- this being the, like, oh, is it good that you're trying to use technology to do something to human emotion? came to a head during a reluctant collaboration with Jace to improve the diving suits used to keep Piltover's docks clear of underwater debris and lingering chemical waste. Victor and Jace's enhanced suits allowed the wearer to go deeper, remain underwater for longer, and lift heavier weights. But, 
Many wearers claimed they saw phantom corpse lights in the depths or suffered from chem-induced hallucinations. When divers experienced such symptoms, they panicked and often got themselves or their fellow divers killed. Victor saw the problem was not technical, but with the wearer's nerves unraveling in the inky depths. He devised a chem-shut helm that allowed an operator on the surface to bypass the wearer's fear response and, effectively, control the diver. A heated discussion between Victor and Jace on free will and mental enslavement turned bitter, almost violent, and the two vowed never to work together again. Okay, so what he actually saw was, here's some, like, incredibly necessary industrial work, right? Like, clearing the docks. And the people who are doing this work can't do it because they're having panic attacks. I will develop a fast-acting mechanism that quells a panic attack. And everyone was like, wow, you did mind control. You're evil. And, like, obviously, like, I get that in the context of the story, they are saying it's being accomplished through mind control. But the entire, like... He is developing a technology that allows people to do a socially necessary form of work. And, like, if you wanted to say, I, I would be willing to hear an angle where you could say, well, it's fucked up that they are, like, forcing people to, like, clear these docks in this way. Like, it's fucked up that he's basically developing a drug that lets people stay on the job. That's fair. But then the logical conclusion of that is, like, oh, no one should be working for Piltover in the first place, which is the conclusion that he comes to. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying those are mind control helmets. I'm not passing a moral judgment any, saying... any one way. I'm just saying my dude made mind control helmets. <laughs> and Nora's laughing, so I know she agrees with me. I'm saying that they're helmets that simply deliver a concentrated stream of benzodiazepine. And if you want to call that mind control, like, be my guest, but I I have... I'll do it. I don't know shit about benzo-whatever. <laughs> benzo Benzos is that are what like, Solid Snake uses to snipe? <laughs> Benzos are like quick-acting anti-anxiety drugs. They are literally like... Bro, I probably wish I had some of those. The, I wish I had a mind control helmet. They're really hard to get prescribed because, uh, wow, what a fucking shock. The drug that takes away your anxiety quickly also feels good. So, um... I really strongly believe that uh, all drugs should be decriminalized and that there should be a lot fewer barriers between people who are suffering and the chemicals that might help them. Uh, and that's also something that fucking influences my reaction to this story, which is all about, like, oh, what if we had some, like, magic technology that allowed people to have an experience of their body and mind that they liked better? But mm -hmm. it's unnatural, and it's creepy, mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is just the war on drugs to me. Mm -hmm. I just want to say that Metal Gear does use a fictional form of benzodiazepine for that you use when you're in the sniper boss fight. Okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Like, mm -hmm. I can believe yeah. that... I mean, it's a little funny, because it... They do kind of get you high, right? So the idea of taking benzos immediately before sniping is kind of funny. But I wouldn't be shocked if there's... <laughs> It makes your it makes your aim better. It makes the the which means that the game uh, fights your controls less. Uh -huh. <laughs> sure, I remember this part of Metal Gear. Um, yeah, everyone that's... remembers this part of Metal Gear. <laughs> um, yeah, the um, yeah, that is the thing about Victor is that he's own like. They try really hard to make this guy whose entire thing is trying to, like, save the, like, trying to, like, improve the health and dignity of, like, the underclass of people that he comes from sound like mm -hmm. a, sound like a supervillain. Even yeah. though he he's 
My man is chilling. Jace killed like 300 people just to like get back at Victor. Um, Also, like, there are people who like, uh, uh, worship him and see him as like a savior figure. Um, Mm -hmm. and he's not interested in any of that shit either, you know? Like, he's not, you could say- He's like, that's weird. (laughs) He looks at his reply guys and he's like, ugh, I don't want any of that. He's not like I don't like want to a, block you, but... <laughs> he's not like a, a, you know, like a dictatorial leader is what I'm saying, you know? Like, you yeah. Could, yeah. It, one way you could twist, oh, he's genuinely really helping a lot of people into he's evil is to be like, well, he's doing that so he can control them and have a like, movement of some yeah. kind of evil He, he canonically, like, bought a house in a place of town that nobody goes to because he doesn't, like, want, like, to... You know, he doesn't want people disturbing him. You know, he lar- he just he just wants to make his things that help people and chill. Um, yeah. It's just that, like, everything in the world of League of Legends conspires to, like, fuck with him. Um, I want to talk in more detail about that thing where Jace killed, like, 300 people. Um, there Please, was like, let's. At one point in, his, in Victor's biography, there is, like, a chem explosion in Zon where a bunch of people, um, or wait, is this the thing in the sumps? It's in the sump. <clears throat> yeah. I don't so, know what that is. Just, it's, like, the sewers. Um, uh-huh. So there's, like, a, there's, like, a, a dangerous psychotropic chemical that is released there, um, um, which, uh, here's some more league ableism, mm. turns everyone into, what is it, quote-unquote... Rabid Psychotics. Rabid Psychotics. Joy. Thank mm-hmm. you, Riot Games. Um, <laughs> but so Victor, you know, sedates these people um, and brings them back to his lab and realizes that he is capable of using his technology to flush the toxins out of their bodies and repair the damage to their brains. Um, and even if he is not able to save their bodies, he can make them like a robot body so that they can keep living. Um, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have enough power. Um, so he does, like, a power scan and finds that Jace has enough power. So he goes in this, like, crystal that he got. Um, so he goes to Jace's place and says, Hey, I'm in the middle of, like, life-saving medical surgery, and I need your magic crystal for the power to do that. Will you give it to me? To which Jace goes, Suck my dick. (laughs) Like, Jace doesn't want to give him the the crystal that will allow him to perform life-saving surgery. Jace says no. I'm going to put that in my hammer. And I think, I I think that, like, one thing that's not at all clear is whether Jace understood or or knew that uh, he needed the crystal to save people, which I think is a hilarious omission because, Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't make a single goddamn bit of sense that the first thing he would, like, of course, the first thing he said when he burst into the room was, I need that to save a bunch of people's lives, right? Like, there's yeah. no way he wouldn't say that. And mm-hmm. the only way that Jace doesn't look like a total monster is if he somehow didn't know that. Um. Yeah. Um, so Victor, like, steals the crystal, uses it, starts the operation. Jace comes to his house and, like, knocks down the house with a fucking giant hammer, stealing the crystal and killing all of the people involved in that operation. Like... What yeah. the fuck? He shatters the crystal, bringing the warehouse down in an avalanche of steel and stone, ending the existence of those Victor was trying to save. And for this, he returned to Piltover as a hero. There's some really passive language in that sentence. <laughs> like, and, and I fucking love also, like, in the next paragraph, um, 
In Victor's mind, Jace's impetuous attack only proved the truth of his cause and strengthened his desire to unburden humanity of the failings of flesh. I'm like, yeah, if you see someone destroy a bunch of human lives in a rage, I think thinking, wow, human emotion is kind of fucked up, is a reasonable fucking response. <laughs> yeah, he like, was like, damn, I wish Jace was like able to see that he should give me this stupid crystal for five minutes so I can save people's lives instead of like out of spite killing all of those people. Like, he he shattered the crystal. Like, it's a pure act of, like, no, fuck you. This, like, he just goes, like, no, fuck you. All, all these people are dead now. And the, and the crystal is destroyed. Like, it is a pure act of spite. Like, achieving nothing for anybody, you know? Which Jace just does. And he's, like, a hero in Piltover. Which is supposed to be, like, isn't that kind of fucked up? But it's, like, way more fucked up than you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think that, like, there's just so much assumption that we will be immediately horrified by the idea of, like, uh, biological experimentation and, like, replacing your body with technology and, like, uh, decreasing the strength of your emotions. Mm -hmm. That all those things are so fundamentally bad that they can make Victor as good as they want and Jace as evil as they want and it doesn't, like change anything about how they need to structure stories around these guys unfortunately for riot games i am transgender autistic and i have an anxiety disorder so victor whips yeah yeah um can we talk about uh the short story a little bit and like mm -hmm. i mean we yeah. already kind of did but i have one question before we move on from the oh, bio sorry. biography um is victor like getting paid and by that I mean he So I think he offers his services to the local businesses developing inventions that made them far safer working environments. Is he So there's there's his career goes through a lot of different changes over the course of this. Like he at first um he like moves to uh like at first he just invents a bunch of cool stuff that reduces accidents in Zon and everyone's like wow this kid is hot shit. And then he moves to Piltover and he works He's, he's like, he goes to college, basically. And I think he's probably getting all kinds of um, jobs at that point, right? Like, he's clearly doing whatever a famous inventor does. But then uh, there's this major chem spill, and he uh, helps everyone with a golem. But uh, because of the... It's basically like... Right, it's like the result of this is that he saves a bunch of people, but someone else steals his research, and he becomes totally bitter about Piltover. And after that, I assume he's not getting any of the same kind of jobs, because he kind of, like, stops working at that academy, right? And then, yeah, like, mm -hmm. this collaboration with Jace is, like, the final nail in the coffin for that. And after that, I think he's basically a back-alley doctor. Um, like, Yeah, I think there is the point at which it becomes, like, an ideological crusade for him i don't think he's like working for pay you know right um so he my point is that like a lot of fiction that like goes into like i'm gonna pull a lot from deus ex human revolution here because that's like the first thing that came to mind it's like the human augmentation and putting the robot parts in and it's like mm -hmm. oh yeah that's great if you can afford it mm -hmm. but this guy's doing it for free he he does seem to be doing it for free. Like, 
I feel like if he was charging people for this stuff, like they would say that because that's such a perfect mm-hmm. that's such a perfect way to make him more of a villain is like oh he's charging you exorbitant prices for this life-saving technology exactly so the fact yeah. that they don't mention it he's got to just be doing it i mean and what we're about to talk about in the short story point the sword profit motive not being like oh he surgically removed profit motive from his brain <laughs> yeah I mean, also, I, I think probably the most, like, directly relevant paragraph to, like, what is his current job is, is uh, he threw himself into this great work with a vengeance. He used technological augmentations to help rebuild Zonites injured in accidents, perfected breathing mechanisms, and worked tirelessly to reduce human inefficiency by decoupling physicality from emotion. Uh, his work saved hundreds of lives, yet seeking Victor's help could be dangerous, as his solutions often brought unexpected consequences. But yeah, like giving you a sick robot body. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were desperate, Victor was the man you went to. So it's very clear that, like, yeah, the downside in seeking out his help is that his technology is unpredictable and, like, also that he has this ideology. And of, insanely like, cool. It's so but, cool. But, like, the problem is clearly not that he is uh, soaking his clients or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um Right, it's just yeah. that Riot thinks if you if you have a lung disease and a guy gives you a robot lung, that's somehow fucked up. Damn. Yeah. Um. Victor's a hero. He's like the closest thing that League has ever given us to like a... Well, I mean, Nunu's a hero too. But like, <laughs> Victor's Victor... out there doing large scale like societal good. Like, the only major, like, criticism that I have of Victor is that I do think that because he doesn't have a full class analysis of his society, I don't think he totally understands that, um, like, on the one hand, of course, it's really important and, like, it's essential mutual aid to, like, heal people who have been harmed by capitalism. But on the other hand, fixing people up so that they can get back to work on the same factories that hurt them in the first place is also, like, you are perpetuating things a little bit there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he he does work toward making workplaces safer as well. Right. But that's but... kind of what I'm saying is that, like, to the extent that he is working within the system um, yeah, and yeah. he is not like actually working towards revolution, that yeah. is like the only criticism I could keep of him. But like that is the criticism that is saying that, like, you need to be working towards revolution. It's like, oh, wow, I'm the only criticism I can make of this league characters that they don't have a truly revolutionary left analysis. <laughs> Victor out in the streets just going rise up Zonites rise up <laughs> no he doesn't want to be a leader he doesn't want to be a messianic figure mm-hmm. yeah um, his his problem is just that like he's he he has like good basic politics he just hasn't read theory and he's mm-hmm. not like a natural he, he is he organizing does not come at all naturally to him not that it comes mm-hmm. naturally really to anybody but like um Mm-hmm. you know he didn't reach for it when he was like considering how does he still thinks there's a technological fix yeah um, yeah and like he is misguided in that but it's like well you know there's worse he's ways gonna... to be misguided about technology and how it can help people <laughs> he's gonna make an app to cure the gray he's not though he's making like uh <laughs> he's making like air filters to to yeah, literally yeah. get the materials out of the air you know so yeah yeah, so the thing that happens in the short story is basically that, like, some kids are, like, bullying another kid, and they, like, basically dare him to go into Victor's, like, creepy haunted house, um, and the kid goes in, and Victor is, like, fixing his arm, 
and the kid is creeped out because somebody is like doing self-surgery right in front of him and apparently not feeling any pain or anything. Um, which like, he's like, yeah, I've, I've, I've moved beyond, uh, fear of pain. Also, my arms are robots. So that helps too. (laughs) (laughs) Like he, he just cracks a joke to this kid. Yeah. And, and like, it's also, yeah, it definitely comes across as like, you understand why this kid is scared. And like, Victor isn't totally like treating him with kid, kid gloves in the way that I probably would if I ran into like a terrified child. Uh, but on some level, it's like, well, the reason the kid is scared is because everyone around here hates Victor for stupid reasons. Mm-hmm. So you kind of can't blame him for, like, playing with the kid's fear a little bit. Because he knows the only reason the kid is scared of him is because he looks like a robot. And the only reason he looks like a robot is because being a robot is better. <laughs> I hate I hate when I'm discriminated against because of my sick-ass robot body. Uh, me too i also really hate that but it keeps happening to me yeah um so yeah like yeah this is like a it's a weird short story because it like even further undermines their attempts to like paint victor as this monstrous figure because you know like you said he's not a hundred percent like you know child care mode but he is like look kid i'm not gonna do anything to you things are fine this is why my body is the way like it is do you want like a like a do you want like my fear suppressant thing so you can go like beat up your bullies and like get them to get them off your back? Uh, he literally makes that kid hot cocoa. He does He's make like... the kid hot cocoa and refers to it as his one human weakness that he likes hot cocoa. <laughs> He's so hot. This is like one of the hottest league characters. <laughs> he also looks good. He also <laughs> but looks good. But also. When he's telling the kid, hey, do you want this fear suppressant so that you can punch your bullies? It comes packaged with an allegory where he's like, look, what are you what are you afraid of? The chem barons who runs on? Yeah, you know how there's way more of you than there are of them? They're projecting the fear at you. And they're like manufacturing that fear to keep you in line. Mm-hmm. So you could stand up to the bullies. Victor does. Victor isn't out there encouraging people to rise up, but he does say you could rise up. You know, like you could do that, you, and they you can do it. They can stop you. <laughs> yeah, like they can't stop all of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so he gives the kid this, like you know, like fear suppressant drug, which he says, like there. It, it, it'll it only, like, it'll work for 20 minutes. Like, I made a temporary version of this. You can use it to achieve the goal you want, and then you can go back to, like, living your completely normal life. Or if you like it, you can come back, and I can just take the concept of fear, like, away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is a little, a little... I mean, there's some use... There's some uses fear, possibly. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I definitely, mm-hmm. like, agree with the idea on a basic level that like destroying your access to any one of your human emotions, let alone all of them is like, I don't actually think that's a good idea, but Mm -hmm. I also don't think it's actually possible in the real world. So when a story is talking about like, man, wouldn't it be fucked up if you could turn off your concept of fear? Like a lot of times, like in this story, for example, it is really clearly just talking about like, Oh, what if you weren't so controlled by your fear? What if, you mm-hmm. could relieve your anxiety like yeah in the story it is like what if you could get rid of the thing that is being used against you to control you um and then like improve your life and then you don't even have to like give up the good parts of that thing you know um yeah 
Victor's just a hero. <laughs> He's just a man. Also, we talked a little bit before this about like, is this actually a placebo? Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's not, but I also like thinking about both of those versions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a very slightly different character read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we. You know, you you had said that, like, if we interpret all of the other flags earlier in the bio as, like, autism flags for this character, then it not being a placebo would float from that interpretation. Yeah, where it's like, is this the kind of guy who is going to look at a little kid and be like, you know, all this kid needs is a little bit of confidence? Or is this (laughs) the kind of person who's going to, who, like, is going to be like, well, if you need confidence, I mean, I I do have some prescription drugs I could give you, I guess. (laughs) Like, is that what you wanted, child? <laughs> and I think both of those are, like, very charming to me. Like, one of those yeah. is, like, slightly, you know, maybe a little manipulative, but very savvy. And one of those is, like, uh, I don't really understand what children are or how it's appropriate to interact with them. I'll medicate a kid. You. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> would you like a gun, child? I think it would solve your problem. <laughs> um, Victor Voice, have you heard of Adderall? <laughs> I am I am giving him like the muffled Kylo Ren voice in my head. Clear. <laughs> I think that's fine. I mean, he's clearly got to have some kind of like fucked up machine voice. So, uh, I mean, he does have a, a machine voice. I don't remember. Oh right, uh, they all have voice lines. Yeah. yeah, there's a video game attached to this text. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. There we go. They thought they were going to put. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Does, yeah, it, yeah, does yeah, he have yeah. the Kylo Here. Ren voice? Oh uh, god, <laughs> oh, kind of, uh, kind of, but not really. Sorry, I'm just losing my mind because I just came back to the chat channel and I saw what Regs posted. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, should I? Um... Here, I'm just gonna. Watch yeah, I've, a little I've bit sent of it. you a clip. Yeah, should I like count down to when I press play so you can get like my reaction and synced it up? Yeah, I'll edit it in here. Join the glorious evolution. Oh, he's Russian. <laughs> he's, he's fucking Russian. He's just okay. First of all, it's just Doctor Doom. But second of all, it's just fucking me. <clears throat> I'm so mad. Like, this is a stupid League of Legends character who sucks ass, but I kin him and he's great. <laughs> I'm so glad we got this character. Hi, Hannah. Uh, when you say that there's a stupid League of Legends character who sucks ass, and uh, but you kin him and it's great, now you know how Kaisa fans feel! <laughs> Thanks, <Can> you- Hannah. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> She came in halfway through the video, so I just paused it because I wanted to hear what she had to say more than I wanted to hear the rest of these voice lines. Yeah, it's um, fine. Um, <laughs> I was so excited when I remembered that he was Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense because, like, so many, like, first of all, because of the Doctor Doom thing. Doctor Doom is like vaguely Eastern European. He's often been vaguely Soviet, mm-hmm. um, but also, and Doctor Doom is part of this. There's like a long-standing tradition of like anti-communist imagery associating communism with like machine perfection you know Mm, um mm -hmm. like uh shit i can't actually even think of an example right now but there's just like so much stuff that has like the image of a communist threat is like ah they're gonna make everything uniform and gray and people will be like machines um and they did that but actually this character is all about like 
individuality and freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and he has a third metal arm that shoots a laser. That's so cool. Uh, I'm okay. I'm gonna send the skins page in the chat, and we oh, should please. look at some Victor skins. We're already almost an hour. We've talked so much about Victor. <laughs> what a beautiful little guy! I I I said before I make podcasts long. <laughs> um, there's just not a lot to talk about. Um, so I put the I put the the thing of all this the page with all the skins in the chat and you can mouse over like each of these arts and see the lore that comes mm. attached with the art um all right cool so, so just any is... any thoughts on all regular right. victor just to start with the original victor i mean this is this is already pretty fucking cool like he, pretty cool. he uh He's like a, a, a dude in armor with a, a third arm coming out of his back that shoots a laser and a like, He's got the best bloodborne staff. weapon. Yeah, and he's got <laughs> hair coming out of the back of his helmet, which isn't always a good look, but I think it's it, working out pretty well for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the torchlight gauntlet. Yeah. It's an interesting choice to me that they did give him that like hair when like becoming mm-hmm. as fully machine as possible is this whole deal um mm. i do like to oh, think he's uh, just wearing a mask <laughs> like yeah it's, actually it's funny next, to me uh, it's funny to me to imagine all the piltover guys being like he's a r- robo machine now he took out all his humanity and victor just takes the mask off and he's just a guy <laughs> he's like hi everyone <laughs> yeah victor. well i did I did just look at the next one over on this page, Full Machine Victor, which I guess is actually full he did machine fully convert. Victor. Created from yeah. the same circuitry as the full metal champion, Jace, Victor was cast into the tunnels beneath the robot fighting arenas to serve as a janitor bot, while his twin was groomed for glory, simulcast on Espanol. Upgrading himself with the castoffs of the destroyed, he has sworn... Uh, what? He has sworn la venganza. Oh my god! Yeah, that's very weird. I, that's, is this is is it so? Like okay, a, wait. It's like a lucha thing, I guess. Yeah. So what I was about to ask oh. is, I mean, it's possible that that is literally just a reference to the thing in the previous sentence of that like simulcast on the old joke. But is this from some sort of yeah, some sort it's of from a wrestle, AU? It's from like a robot wrestling AU for sure. Um, okay, so, so then, I yeah, think this I is guess... both reference to like you know the simulcasting and also to like lucha, you know. Huh. Okay, well that's, I mean that that's frustrating because it would actually be this would be much cooler if this was a wrestler. Yeah. Um, but it's not really. It's just a, a robot man. It's just a robot man. Um, and that's fine. Like I don't think this is as cool a robot man as the previous one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely... How do we feel about Creator Victor? The creator of the Battlecast Machine Army, Victor has perfected the art of transplanting living brains into low-tech, mass-produced weapons. But his work is far from complete, and even now he tinkers on newer, deadlier deadlier creations to crush all who oppose him. So this one... This is the one where they actually made him a supervillain instead of a hero. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has a nice, like, kind of fucking waistcoat jacket thing going yeah, on. Yeah, this is a, mm. this is a good villain like coat. Skull. He's kind yeah, of he buff. Looks... No, this is this is good. I mean, this is like... It makes sense to me that this is what he would look like if you made him actually a supervillain. 
And, uh, you know, he's he looks good in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, is this... Is this supposed to be for more of a, an... Ex- I mean, I know Piltover and Zahn are already really steampunk all the time, but is this supposed to be like a more steampunky AU? Yeah, this is the battle cast AU, which is like robots are running rampant. Yeah. It, it makes sense to me because, I mean, first of all, they have that specific thing about low-tech mass-produced weapons, and then it's also like this one compared to the original one, I mentioned he has that cool coat thing. That's also because like less of his body has been like covered in machinery mm-hmm. um so it makes sense this is like lower tech i guess mm-hmm. um the next skin is psyops victor leader of the rogue <laughs> military so known as the black rose group victor is a psychic technomancer whose vision for a utopian world was abandoned when he suddenly departed high command decades prior obsessed with an alien gate uncovered during the arctic ops event his experiments into human bioweapons would allow him to breach it and upend the global order i like how he's a villain in this one but they were just like eh fuck it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he sounds like he might be a valid villain. Like, I can't really tell what the hell he's trying to do or, like, what. <laughs> he's trying to, I, like, I... defeat the fucking military hegemony of the world. Again, right. valid. I, I fucking love it when people are like, oh, yeah, you used to have a vision for a better world. And then something happened and you just, like, departed high command. It's like, yeah, sometimes you think that your vision is for a better world and then you realize it's actually a worse one and you change what your vision is. Um. Uh. This is like military hunk Victor. Yeah, no. I mean, he's always pretty hunky, like, which is kind of funny because like they definitely were like portraying him. I mean, I guess if you wanted to, you could say that it's because he like built his own body, so of course he made himself a hunk. But like, mm-hmm. it is funny. They don't even try to make him look like some kind of you know like. Uh, they could like, really fuck him up and like. You know. They could make him look so much more creepy if they wanted to. Yeah, they could make it look like him being a robot is somehow bad, rather than like it's turned him into this broad-chested knight. <laughs> uh, this is a good mask. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I the mean, Psyops Victor mask is good. Um, I mean, I like you know the the slightly more. This is like a slightly because this is like a psychic thing. This feels a little more magitech, a little more magic in the mm-hmm. technology. I, I like I'm, his. I'm really partial titty. to that. Yeah, yeah the, the titty is good too. Just a just a little just a little Iron Man reactor, but going on his titty because Victor's not a coward, unlike Tony Stark. <laughs> I also, uh, yeah, he's not a coward because he surgically removed all his fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just think it's very very funny. This is called psyop Victor. <laughs> like League of Legends is a psyop. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, we got two more in the legacy vault. Yeah. Skins yeah. you can't buy anymore. Here's prototype Victor, not a hot Victor. Okay. Womp no. womp. Yeah, you know that's just a. He's got sweet Todd hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's also got a like bit. a giant zipper on the shoulder that the third arm seems to be coming out of, which is confusing <laughs> dun, 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 dun. to me. I think that's the. I think that's the track that the arm can oh, yeah. slide up. And you're down totally down. right. Yeah, that's where it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fine. Oh, Deathsworn Victor is pretty cool. On a cold, dreary night, a pioneering inventor was tried and hanged for preaching his glorious vision of the future. What the fuck? (laughs) 
no free speech in in the death in the death sworn AU, I guess. <laughs> uh, his vision of the future: a world in which the living knelt before the dead. Uh, death had to admire Victor's conviction and send him back into the mortal world, blessed with powers beyond imagination. Okay, so this isn't like normal Victor, where he's just like no. it's like Thanos Victor. Thanos Victor. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of valid. I mean. If you get if you get like tried and hanged, because you want like to make zombie world, and then you come back as a zombie, I don't know. I do <laughs> what feel can like I really the people who killed him, the people who killed him, should have seen that coming. Yeah, you fucked up. Now you <laughs> fucked up. Like they should have put him in prison for life. It was really stupid of them to kill him. <laughs> That's what he wanted. Uh, idiots, fucking morons. I think this is fine. So everyone. Uh, it's time to pick your Victor. Yes. Pick your Vic. Uh, let's give Tilly first first shot at it for being for being the guest. Well, that's very kind of you. I'm I'm gonna go with honestly original. I think he looks good in this. I, I, I think the the um the laser coming out of his third arm is definitely emphasized the most in that skin. Mm-hmm. Um I guess in that one and also Death Sword Victor. But uh I just think that's good because I think Building a third arm that comes out of your back just to shoot a laser is a is a really transmasculine thing to do, and I think it's really good that he did it. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yes. Uh, Nora, do you want to go, or should I go? Uh, I'll go with Psyop. Okay. I'm partial to the to like psychic stuff. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not the best Victor, but it's the one I pick. That's valid. I've also supplied in the chat the original Victor art, which is only slightly different. Mm-hmm. That looks exactly like a like the background of this. No, everything about this looks like the fucking cover of Way of Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm going to go with Creator Victor, because that's a cool villain coat. Um... And he's got a small yeah. mask. And a, just a cannon. That's not an arm. That is a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, great tubes there. Look at those tubes. Yeah, Creator Victor might actually be just, like, the strongest design of these, like, in a vacuum. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright. Uh, do you want to get a personality quiz? Hell yes. yeah. We'll be right back. So should I stop recording and then make a third one? Alright. I'm thinking we're back. I've done this one before. Yeah, you run out eventually. <laughs> Back we are. Mm. Oh my God. Okay, what's the name of our quiz? Our quiz is plan your dream wedding and we'll reveal which season matches your personality. Mm-hmm. Now this is going to be wedding to Jace, obviously. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I was going to ask that because I don't think... I mean... I'm not saying that I disagree that Jace is the character mm. with whom 
Victor has the most sexual tension. I think that's definitely true. But it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. if Victor were fantasizing about the future that he would put Jason in. Because he mm. hates him. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I think he would be fantasizing about being married to, like, someone else who understands his ideology and who has gone through, like, full robotization as well. Maybe Camille. Uh, yeah. No, she's a Piltover cop. Ah, she, no, she's like a mafia cop. <laughs> same, same thing. I think, <laughs> I think, okay, people often plan the concept of their dream wedding in a sort of vague way that's not about any specific relationship, and that's how I think he would do it. And okay. it's maybe like, maybe like you can read into this as like, oh, in the back of his head, actually he wants Jace to be here. But I don't think that that's a conscious part of the planning. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, our first question is, where will the ceremony take place? Okay. The beach or an island? The mountains or ca- in a cabin? Uh, a ranch or barn? A church? A backyard? I was thinking somewhere else. Okay, so it's going to be indoors. I don't think he likes being outside at all. Yeah. Which already takes actually most of these off. All of these except a church. Because a beach? The mountains? Like, a barn is barely indoors. And a backyard. So all of the ones that aren't a church are indoors. And I don't think he wants to go to a church either. I think it's somewhere else. It's somewhere else. Pick a centerpiece for the tables. Flowers, candles, lanterns, rocks, and gems. I'm thinking lanterns are the most, like, technological. Like, you yeah. can make some cool, like, steampunk lanterns. Yeah, I was initially kind of leaning rocks and gems, but the thing is that gem- rocks and gems seem to consistently be power sources, so I don't... I think he would want mm-hmm. to use mm-hmm. those, not necessarily use them as decoration. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's gender time! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so... What will you be wearing? It is a, uh, it's a man in a gray suit, it's a woman in a white dress, it's a man in a black suit, and a woman also in a white dress, but a slightly different white dress. I don't know anything about fashion, and especially not bridal fashion. Yeah, these are frankly, I mean, the two men's styles that they've chosen are very similar to each other, and so are the two women's styles that they've chosen. Um, I don't... Like, I do think... Very specific concept of a wedding yeah, at play here. yeah. I certainly think that uh, Victor would go with one of the suits. Yeah, for sure. A bow tie? I think, I think he'd be cute tie. wearing a little yeah. bow tie. I also like the <laughs> the um, the corsage on the one that has a bow tie. I just like it better. Mm-hmm. I think it looks cooler. Um, yeah, for sure. All right, a bow tie it is. All right. <laughs> the gender part two. <laughs> the gen- they tried. They tried. Like I feel like they kind of tried not to have as much gender, but it's still you can't avoid mm-hmm. it. It's a fucking wedding. Like weddings are about gender. I'm mm-hmm. not saying obviously um, there are people out there. So who it's got to be. So it's got to be gender, these but... two. It's got to be these two suits. Yeah, it's definitely a suit. Um, He's definitely marrying someone else who's also wearing a suit. Um. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's very funny I, that in one of the pictures of a suited person as, as your partner, uh, you can see blurrily the shoulders of someone wearing like a wearing a garment with like a white strap, right? So you can kind of mm-hmm. tell that the person looking at the one in the suit is wearing a white dress. And then mm-hmm. in the other one, it's someone else wearing a suit is pinning a corsage on another person wearing a suit. 
So it's like you can gay suit or straight suit. Yeah, I mean in that case, let's go with <laughs> Heaven the gay or hell. suit. Gay suit. What about the bridesmaid dresses? Does Victor have bridesmaids? I think. I mean, okay, let's actually talk about what we think his wedding is going to look like. I think if there's going to be a lot of people there, and I don't necessarily think there are, but if there are a lot of people there, they're just going to be like randos that Victor has like given a <laughs> robot arm to, right? It's going to be like, he was like, oh, fuck, I need to have people at my wedding. Do I know any people? I guess I've done a lot of surgery on a lot of people. (laughs) But hopefully it'd be really sweet, right? Because they'd all just be like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, I haven't spoken to you in five years, but, like, I still have a fucking robot arm and I like that. So, of course, I'll be in your wedding. That's That's how I picture it anyway. That's so cute. I'd go to Victor's wedding. Yeah. I also think that, like, not really understanding how close you're supposed to be to someone to ask them to be your bridesmaid is something that would make sense for him, right? I also want to want to want to toss this idea out there, which is um, that Victor creates bridesmaids <gasps> and groomsmen for his partner, oh. uh, like little automatons, because he wants to like make it perfect. The thing. Oh, that's mm-hmm. also really nice. Oh man. Oh, I'm so torn. Like a little, oh. He's like, he's like, I don't actually have any friends, so I made some for the wedding. That's perfect. That's that's uh, that's more in character, uh, and I think to me that says the first image because all of these bridesmaids look super identical, and you can't see their heads, so it feels yeah. a little bit more like they're interchangeable robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. What oh you hell be yeah! Here's the guests? good part. Ooh, baby. Oh baby! Oh man! <laughs> Pizza wedding. Pizza wedding! <laughs> I've been to a few of those. They're great. Oh, yeah. God, we got I want to pizza We got wedding. pizza. We got pizza pasta. <laughs> we got sushi we got... and we got burgers. Um, sushi and burgers. I mean, I think the, mm. I think of these, pizza is undoubtedly the best suited pizza. to large-scale social events. <laughs> I, also... I love a pizza wedding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, I think, like, he's not... Like, there isn't a ton of opportunity to express this in this quiz, because you said, like, it has a very specific idea of what a wedding is, but, like, uh, Victor's wedding is absolutely going to be, like, on the cheap, right? Like, he is not renting out some giant hall, like... Yeah. So, he's got this place, and he's made his uh, automatons for the the other people in the wedding, Uh and the only, like, he has a couple of guests who are, um, like, former patients... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Of his and one other guest who is the pizza delivery guy who he asked, Do you want to stay? You can stay. <laughs> yes. God, also, what if he... I feel like also it has to be some random people who like wandered in off the street. They're like, What's going yeah. on here? And Victor's like, Yeah, hang out. I don't care. What if Wukong's in the back? <laughs> Wukong and Master Yi are like crying. Right. They're All sobbing. Right. Who, 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 in, who in Piltover and Zahn? Is just like walking around the street and like smells pizza and is like, oh shit, is there a function happening? Twitch? Pro- <laughs> probably Vi, honestly. <laughs> I was thinking Twitch because I thought that the big rat yeah, no, showing Twitch, up would be. Twitch comes. I think Vi also would just be walking around and be like, oh hell yeah, pizza. <laughs> Twitch is there. Oh, obviously well, Blitzcrank is there. Oh yeah. Yeah, Blitzcrank, that's his son. Blitzcrank, that's his son. Blitzcrank is the, the ring bearer. Oh, <laughs> he's the ring bearer, and he doesn't have to walk down the aisle because he just shoots his hand yeah! down the. <laughs> I love it. 
God bless. God. Okay, so we're doing pizza wedding. This is just my dream wedding. My dream this wedding, wedding is rules. just this like, is the coolest pizza, wedding ever. Uh, a few people that I actually know, and then like randos who want to hang out, and a robot is there. Like that's. Uh. <laughs> How many guests will you invite? It's got to be a few friend- close friends yeah. and family members. Yeah. Like yeah. And Vi <laughs> and Twitch. <laughs> They're not invited. They just showed up. As well as Master Yi and Wukong. Because <laughs> we know he doesn't um, lock his front door, so... Yeah, you can just come in. Okay, um... And finally, where will you go on your honeymoon? France, Greece, the Bahamas, Hawaii, Disney World, or Italy? Um, that's an interesting question. I feel like Disney World is the most technological of all of these. But it's also the worst. It's Yeah, it's also... I was gonna say evil. France... France. I mean, going to the old I was gonna, oh, I was thinking. Please go hmm? on. I feel like if you're going to get Victor out of the lab, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be to like a quiet cafe. I also think yeah. that France is a good choice, um, specifically because, like, I think that. I mean, I can specifically see him just enjoying like museums and stuff like that, like just. Qu- yeah. quiet yeah. tourist stuff right and like take mm-hmm. him to like some of those like historic like world's fair exhibitions He'd yeah that's get the other thing yeah is like when w- there's a lot of um there's definitely gonna be like some like weird technological like scientific history stuff you can find and he's gonna love that yeah this is so cute <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's getting married to Victor is the most uh, thoughtful person. <laughs> uh, our result is fall. You have a fall personality. You're an incredibly kind person who is known to go with the flow. You have the brightest smile and seem to have a deep connection to the earth. Wrong. You're admired Hate most for your adventurous spirit and your desire to change the world. That's him. That's our boy. That's <laughs> him. That's our fucking Mascot boy. Mascot of the podcast. God. <laughs> Uh, we love him. Victor is valid. Congratulations on your marriage. <laughs> Sorry, it's to Jace. <laughs> Who catches the bouquet at the wedding? Wukong in his tail. <laughs> what? Or, 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 Master Yi catches it, looks to Wukong, there's a beat, and then Wukong disappears because it's a decoy. Yes! That's adorable! <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to say, I think Wukong goes for it, but Master Yi uses his teleport move. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really love the idea that this is like a, a homosexual hero, <laughs> superhero, supervillain wedding. And we're gonna have the homosexual, like, martial arts bros catch the... <laughs> Uh, I don't think I don't think Blitzcrank gets it, but I think he does the grab at it and misses. (laughs) He goes like boing. He whiffs his hook. (laughs) He whiffs his hook on the on the bouquet. I mean, that's a classic thing: is that like little kids will try to catch the bouquet, right? Mm -hmm. It it, it just you know, since we've already said Blitzcrank is the ring bearer, that's the little child role. Yeah, Victor, he's a hero. He's a philanthropist. He's a father. This. He he has a fucking robot arm. I can't invent a more perfect man. <laughs> I feel so lucky. And that's we are the champions. <laughs> Is this our most positive episode yet? 
Probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were pretty, season two. You were starting very, strong. You were very positive on Poppy. Um, yeah, but some people weren't. Like, mm. like I feel like Nora was kind of down on Poppy. Poppy's fine. Yeah. See. Mm. <laughs> That's legit. <laughs> But this episode is the Victor Defense Squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just good. If Now, what if every character... Like, he's kind of good in spite of the lore. But, yeah. like, what if you just wrote a good version of Victor and then every League character was that good? What if this was the worst of League of Legends? Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> what bright future. I love it when things are good. I love when things are good. I wish things could be good. <laughs> I wish this whole... I would love a version of this podcast that's just us talking about this character and being like, wow, this guy's cool. And then just, like, making up some, like, fun head cannons. You know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. yeah. Instead, I suffer. Instead, I die. <laughs> Every day I get emails. Every day I get... E- I, I got seven fucking emails while I was recording this episode. <laughs> that's unconscionable. Are any of them the email that I wanted to get? No. Obviously not. Ugh. Victor, please come and shoot my emails. <laughs> okay. <laughs> little robot arm. The one thing is, I don't think Victor would totally understand why people don't like getting emails. Because he does love technology mm-hmm. and think it's the solution to all your problems. Um, so. He's like, you're just too emotional about your emails. If you would just read them, it would only take a few seconds, but you'd let them accumulate in your phone. <laughs> to, to which I say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Like, Victor look, looking over um, Jace's shoulder at his phone saying, you know the purpose of a notification is to make you look at it, right? God. Jace right. definitely this... has like a four thousand strong unread inbox. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Tilly, where can people find you, you online? You can find me on Twitter at Char Asnablunt, uh, and you can find my podcasts. Uh, one of them, Higgledy Piggledy Whale Statements, is on the Abnormal Mapping Network. Uh, that is a podcast about Moby Dick. And uh, the other one, Ars Arcanum, is uh, on the Export Audio Network, um, and I do it with Nora and Autumn. That's me. Yeah, and we talk about Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere. Uh, so you both should check of those out. podcasts are so good. Thank you. I'm very proud of both of them. You should check them both out. Uh, especially, I bet if you like this podcast, you'd like Arcanum, to be honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> just, just <laughs> like listen to the perfect state episode. So understand how bad Victor yeah. could have been, uh, or how good. I mean, like, here's the thing. On the one hand, like, is the way that the Victor-like character in Perfect State is written, like, is kind of worse than this. But on the other hand, it's much more trans. So who can say? Mm, mm-hmm. And like the scope of potential is also kind of wider. I feel you know, like yeah, like Victor. Victor like, is like Victor is like high floor, but also low ceiling. Right, like Brandon could write a sequel any day. <laughs> he could. Things could happen. If he did that, it would be an act of personal aggression against me. Like <laughs> Brandon Sanderson, write perfect state too. You little perfect state. 
<laughs> I'm making text appear on the walls in Brandon's home that says, like, <laughs> child, you will write Perfect State oh, 2. <laughs> oh, God, because what if the sequel to Perfect State was called Perfect Union? Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you guys just really want me to find a, 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 a cis man with broad shoulders and a heroic attitude and not much respect for the lives of others and marry him, I guess. Huh. I mean, it would be fun. Is yeah. it a pizza wedding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I stretch my arm down the aisle and give you your ring? <laughs> Nora, 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 uh-huh. you open the yeah. ring. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Cheers, bro! <laughs> we should stop recording this podcast. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at RuneTerraTips. You can find me on Twitter at GreatGreeb, which is a type of bird. You can find Nora on Twitter at NeitherNora. Our email is wearetheemail at gmail.com. Um, Stan Victor. That's right. Stan, Stan Victor. Until next time, Stan Victor. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you good? Yeah, I'm fine. Goodbye, everyone. Ugh! <laughs>